Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is Tyler Batty. Tyler Batty again. Tyler Batty comes in the game and right off the edge, just a three-man rush. It's another week here on the Cougar Tracks podcast, and we're joined now by BYU defensive lineman Tyler Batty. Tyler, uh, good to talk with you again. I know that uh, it's been an eventful week for the BYU football program this, this past few days. Yeah, man, great to be back. Happy to be back in the studio here, and, and yes, it has been very eventful. It's been a lot of fun, and you can follow Tyler on Twitter at Tyler underscore Batty, too, and then Tyler underscore Batty on Instagram. So let's just get it out of the way real quick. Uh, got a little bit nicked up uh, in, the, in the Baylor game. What are we saying, day-to-day right now, just trying to go through the process? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, just got a, got a little beat up, got a little nicked up, and so, yeah, just trying to come back and make sure that we're, we're ready to go. So, what was, uh, How tough was that to have to leave that game early? Uh, brutal. <laughs> uh, if we're being honest, yeah. I think any game, any game, I think you're, uh, at least me, I, I, I hate, I hate to get, I, I love playing football, right? Cause you want to be on the field all the time. You want to be on the field 24 seven, especially if there's something going, I hate even getting subbed out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, it was, it was tough. Um, it was tough to just kind of see how things progressed and not, and again, of course, not be able to influence the game at all. Um, but our guys did really well. Honestly, I'm I'm really proud of of how everyone stepped up and and just played, man, and ball out. So it was awesome to see. And Kalani pointed out in the post game that you came out and still supported your team. Uh, what was the the significance behind that to still be out there with the guys in that moment against a, a top ten team? Uh, at that at that point, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't put it in an on-field product out there, right? Uh, and so I just wanted to make sure that I was still contributing in whatever, yeah. honestly, whatever way I could. Um, and I love those guys, right? And I, yeah, and I just wanted to, if there was anything that I could do, you know what I mean? I, I wanted to do it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was definitely touch, tough to have to sit back and watch. BYU gets the win, 26-20 to 20 in double overtime. 
what did you think of, of the defensive performance for you individually, but then also uh, when you got back to the, to the building on Monday, what was E and, and the defensive coaches feeling about the way you guys played in that game? Yeah, um, I got a little bit. I, I honestly, I didn't see too much action, um, just shy of two quarters. And they practically played another four after that, honestly. No, yeah. um, but but two more quarters. The second half, you know, was was really intense and fast-paced, and, and then two two overtimes, right? That's a, that's a lot of game time. That's a lot of snaps. Um, you know, I, I went out there, and I tried to put, you know, what I could on the field and, and, and tried to get after it, and honestly, I had fun in the snaps I did take. Um, and then, honestly, our, our overall defensive performance, uh, I, yeah, Guys were really coaches were happy with it. Uh, for uh, there's always well, let me let me let me preface that by saying there is always things that can be improved, right? Sure. Um, there's, I mean, no one's ever played a perfect game, yeah. but I think our dudes did really good. I think they went out and they they put a very physical, um, sound performance uh, on tape, um, and it was it was fun, right? It was it was fun to see the defense eat up. Uh, the run, you know what I mean, and then and then they turn around and try to pass it, and balls are getting broken up, and and people are making plays on balls, and and you know the quarterbacks getting sacked. That stuff's fun, and so I think overall uh, the defense did did a good job, right? I think I think uh, they did a good job, and like I said before, there's always things to improve, but uh, but yeah, I would say we're you know fairly happy with how. We turned, you know, we got the we got the win, yeah. so you have to be grateful for that. The the physicality piece that you mentioned uh, that was a big talking point going into that matchup against Baylor. Uh, just maybe in in the you know quarter and a half that you played, how physical was that matchup? Because just from watching in the press box, it looked like every snap was intense, and and the physicality looked like it was on display from afar. I can only imagine what that was like uh, lining up against that Baylor front. Yeah, it, it was. Um, props uh, again. Props to, to to Baylor right there. Just a well coached, tough team, um, and so it was. It was a it was a battle. It was a battle in the trenches, um, and I I have a lot of fun in those games. It's when you're when you're out there and you're battling and things are physical. I I find a lot of fun. I I like to hit people. That's why I play football, right? <laughs> yeah. um, no, but uh, and so I, I found it to be to be a lot of fun and just just that the the battle there but it was definitely yeah it was definitely physical and 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 fun 2 and 0 on the season now number 12 in the rankings i know that the rankings as Caleb Hayes put out uh you know he's not buying into any of that doesn't care about any of it he's a football player and i'm sure that's kind of the consensus with a lot of guys does that uh does does it amplify maybe the pressure though having that number next to the name and as you guys get ready now for this Oregon matchup against another top 25 team yeah, absolutely. Um, rankings or no rankings, I feel like BYU always has a, a fairly large target on our back, um, especially when we're ranked, um, especially when we're ranked. And so I think just being aware for, uh, aware of that. Um, but again, not yeah, not letting it affect how you prepare, how you play. It's just another game, right? It's another game to go to, to prepare for, to go win. Um Looking at at this Oregon game, there I mean they're good offense, plenty of plenty of talent, good coaches. At the end of the day, it's just another game that we have to go win, right? That we have to go and we have to prepare and put a product on the field that uh, that is gonna you know bring us the victory. Um, 
And so I think I think our guys are really good um, at, at tuning that out, right? It's just staying focused on what we're there to do, which is play football and kick butt. So This week uh, I put out a tweet uh, asking some of our listeners and some of the followers on social media some questions for this uh, episode of the, of the podcast because we want you, the fans, to, to interact and, and uh, connect with Tyler throughout this BYU football season. One of the questions coming in, uh, how is the team prepping to avoid coming out flat after a big win versus Baylor? Yeah, uh, that's that's everyday that's everyday preparation. Honestly, when you um, when you look at it, uh, most most sports teams, right? So you, when you have an emotional game, you normally take after. You know, most most teams most teams do. You have a really emotional game. You know, plenty of adrenaline. All all you're feeling all the emotions. Game after, right? Yeah, you tank. Uh, for us, it's just been again. It's just back to the basics. Uh, maybe people get sick of hearing this, <laughs> but but honestly, it's hey, we have a job to do, right? Um, and and not just like a job to do, but we're gonna have fun doing it. Um, but it, but when you're looking at it, it has to be okay. We know, right? You got to be aware that you know you. You may be feeling a little bit too good or a little too a little too high, a little too low. You know, you got to be able to balance yourself out and then just go to work, right? Um, work's never going to fail, and so you got to go and you got to put in the preparation and then just trust in your preparation and 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 as long as you put the work in and put the preparation in, come game day, you'll be fine. And so for us, I think that's the biggest emphasis: is hey, last week's last week. This is a new week, new opponent. We got to put in the work. We got to get ready, and when it's time to play, we got to play. How uh, important this week? And this is another question uh, coming in from uh, Cole. He asked, or he, or she. I, I, I guess I should, I'm assuming there's no profile picture. I should, so I shouldn't assume anymore. But uh, <laughs> um, Cole asked, uh, third down defense. How important is that this week? Super. Um, third down defense is super important. Last week we saw a, a little bit of, a little bit different offense, right? A, a team that maybe is more likely to go for it on fourth <clears throat> on fourth down. Um, Oregon's not necessarily quite that type of offense, so when it comes down into third and medium, third and long situations, we've got to get off the field, right? We've got to if if they're if they're doing drop back, if they're running screens, if we've got to be aware of what's coming and 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 perform on those third downs, especially those third and longs, right? We like those third and long situations, gives us more time and more opportunity to get off the field. Um, but when we do get those opportunities, we've got to capitalize. We've got to capitalize. We've got to get in the backfield. We've got to wreak havoc, TFL, sack, hit QB hit, QB hurry, whatever it is, right, um, to to affect the pass, affect the run, so that we can get off the field and, and give our offense the ball back. That's that's the whole goal of defense, right, is honestly you want to spend as few snaps on the field as possible. As much as that, like, sucks to say, because you're like, no, I want to play a bunch, but it's like your whole objective is to get rid of your own playing time. So, honestly, yeah, just getting off the field, giving the offense ball the ball back. How, uh, you know, last Saturday, uh, that atmosphere at Lavelle Edwards Stadium was top shelf. I mean, I, I've been going to BYU games since – 1995 and I try to not get caught up in hyperbole and knee-jerk reactions but it feels like every year now Arizona State last season the Baylor game it feels like these atmospheres are just growing like maybe speak to your thoughts of that atmosphere and what it did for the defense to have that behind you absolutely um 
in reference to ASU, that was one of the craziest games I've ever played in yeah. Arizona State last year. Um, that was that was wild. And so then for this year to come in, and I agree with you, I don't think it's an exaggeration. I think the atmosphere just is getting better. It's yep. it's growing. Um, More students, it feels like, are sports fans. I mean, I think oh. that's safe to say at BYU. I think a few about a decade ago, that wasn't always the case. And I just feel like there's a bigger investment in the sports from the student population, the fans, and in the way you go now. Oh, I, I totally, I totally agree. So yeah, I, I'm right there with you saying that 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 Baylor atmosphere, yeah, probably you know, maybe you know, in chalk, you know, that's number one, you know, home attendance, home <laughs> fan engagement. I don't know, call it what you want. Um, but I, I it was the the place was rocking. People were excited. The energy was was incredible, and that's a lot of that's a lot of fun to play in. Um, just because again, you're out there playing, you're having fun and and battling, especially in a close game. Um, you're just battling, and so everyone's you know everyone's just waiting to see what happens. So it's a lot of fun. Autzen Stadium is known to be kind of loud, and it gets really loud. It's one of the louder places out west. Still not a sellout yet. Uh, what's the the mindset as as, as a defensive player going into an environment where you're not going to probably hear the sound as much because they're going to stay quiet for the offense, but. Uh, Maybe just the the uh, approach to going into a venue where you don't have the fans behind you completely. Uh, I th- honestly, I think it's something we're used to. Uh, we've over the past couple of years, we've been into some really hostile environments, um, some really hostile environments, and uh, and so I honestly, I think I think we're we're ready. You know, um, I don't think we're gonna see anything or find anything that surprises us. Um, there's going to be some crazy fans, no doubt. You know what I mean? And it's going to be loud and, um, you know, whatever. I. But at the end of the day, again, we're just up there. We're up there to play football and to have fun. And I think as long as we focus on just doing what we do right, um, just having fun with our guys, you know, just having fun with the boys out on the field, uh, just going and playing football, doing what we love. And just, again, yeah, ignoring ignoring that noise, the people, as hard as it may be, right? Just staying focused on the game, what we're doing, staying in the moment, not getting caught up in, in chit-chat or, or smack talk. Um, it's just going to be a lot of fun, and, and, and yeah, it won't affect us too much, I hope. you know. Oregon scored three points in their Week 1 game against Georgia, the defending national champs, and then last week they put up a 70-piece a on Eastern Washington. What, what do you kind of make of this team? Because they almost feel like – at times, even a bigger mystery than USF was going into week one. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Um, I think the, uh, I mean, and everyone everyone says this, right? The change teams change the most. They improve the most from week one to week two, yep. right? So week one, first time out there, you're throwing a product on the field, seeing how it goes, and then week two, you're like, all right, things either really, you know, they went well or they really didn't. Um for Oregon, I, I think for them that was week one. Is they were like, "Hey, that's not how we had envisioned things going." Um, so week two, of course, you know they came back, want to make a resounding statement, want to make sure their offense is clicking. Um, but but at the same time, uh, I think I think tough games are good to play because they keep you in that mentality of having to battle, right? Um, and so. We'll we'll see how we'll see how Oregon Oregon comes out this week honestly, um, but uh, I think it I think it's a little tougher to maybe keep that intensity and that energy when you're playing a team that you can put up seventy on right you know what I mean it's it's not the same where you know you you finish a game right double overtime 
um, you know, you're battling all game with another really good team, and then you know, the next week, some of that carries over because you're still in that. It was a battle. It's going to be a battle instead of yeah, we just cruised these dudes. You know, I played a quarter or two quarters, and you know, we put up seventy. So I, I we'll we'll see how they come out. You know, we'll see if they're flat. We'll see if they if they've got intensity. Um, I think they're going to come to work and they're going to come to play. No doubt about that. But uh, I think I think maybe we have a little bit of an advantage there. Um, having played a really good team, you know what I mean. You stay kind of on your p's and q's. So. How valuable has it been for the defense, the uh, the success of the secondary? Like, what is like when you talk about one eleventh on this defense? Elisa's leaning into the no name defense, is what he's calling it. This secondary though feels like they're better than I've seen in many years at BYU. The ability to play man that has never been a common trait for BYU secondaries. Can you speak to what the the role of that secondary and how good they are and what they do to maybe help you guys and what you do in the trenches? Yeah, absolutely. I think our defense is a really cohesive unit this year. Um, we, again, and there's there's uh, in the past few years that I've been around and on the team, and um, we've had some good defenses, no doubt. Yep. But I think I think things have really melded together uh, this year, um, especially in the back end there uh, with the secondary. Like you said, I, I think. Um, a lot of it speaks to just the talent of the guys that we have back there, um, and, and their discipline. Right? They've they've worked their butts off. They've prepared really well for this season to to be able to play like this. Um, really talented individuals. That, you know that it's not doesn't come overnight, right? Um, so they've really worked their butt off. And then I think uh, I think that also just melds in with the linebackers, right? Who are really just the glue between us and the secondary. Um, the linebackers, you know, we have we have a veteran linebacker group that they they know how to kind of bring those two groups together. So the the D line, even though we may be doing something completely different than what the back end's doing, it still works, right? So maybe you know they're honestly we don't the D line we don't really care about coverages, right? We're, <laughs> yeah, we don't get cover cover zero, cover three, whatever it is, right? We don't we don't care. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go. Chase the quarterback, yeah. right? We're gonna go get the ball carrier. Um, but I think I think uh, a lot of a lot of our defensive uh, synchrony this year has to do with um, our DBs just being ready um, and balling out. We had put the work in, and then I think it says a lot about our linebackers um, and just their presence on the field and and how good they are at uh, at making sure that everyone you know is we're on the same page. You know, we're we're doing. Even though we may, you know, be doing different things, we're doing what we need to do in order to make sure the defense is rolling. So, our teammates uh, on the defense side or throughout the team, are they surprised by the way that Max Tilly's played, or is this kind of like, yeah, welcome to the party, everyone? This guy's been balling for a long time. Uh, it's a welcome to the party. <laughs> Max, Max is an absolute dog. Like he just, I think Mad Max is the perfect nickname for him. I've seen that all over it. I think, I think it is perfect. He's just a. He's he's an absolute bull, and he just he gets it done, man. He we've seen that the past couple of games. He just he just gets it done. He's just that dude. He's really fast, really physical, and smart. Right, can read the field and and makes plays. And so, yeah, everyone, welcome to the party. Yeah, Max <laughs> is a dog. Fisher Jackson in the post game after Baylor said, "You guys want to shake up college football this year?" And then I I bring that up because he's your uh, fellow uh, edge, you know, defensive end. Uh-huh. Uh, is that kind of the feeling right now? You guys want to just shake it up and and cause some havoc in in college football, dude? Why not? Why not? You know what I mean? Uh, honestly, I think uh, 
we're just going to keep working our butts off um, and doing everything we can right into our in, in our power to go out and win games. Um, we know we know we know who who we are and and you know what we've put in and and I think um, we're just going to keep doing that right. We're just going to play. We're just going to keep playing tough physical football on the defensive side of, of things and and see where it takes us. And and yeah, I, I we've talked about it before. Dudes definitely have a chip. Um, um, you know, love and learning, that's our culture, but that doesn't mean we can't carry a little bit of a chip, I don't think, um, especially, you know, on the D-line, the defense as, as a whole unit. I think uh, I think guys, yeah, have that chip, and it's not going anywhere. Love and learning, uh, I instantly thought of uh, Jake Oldroyd. How has the team rallied around him this week? Yeah, uh, Jake... Jake's a veteran, man. Um, Jake's a veteran, and and he he gets along with everyone on the team, right? Um, he's been around for a while. He pretty much knows everyone, and everyone loves Jake. Um, and so and so after you know what happened w- uh, with the Baylor game, I mean, it, it's just tough. It's tough. You know, you're in the spotlight, and uh, it's not something that can go unnoticed, right? Like yeah. you know, maybe maybe an offensive player misses a block, right, and it can kind of go unnoticed, and that's one snap, right? Or a def- uh, defensive player, right? You miss a tackle. But someone else cleans it up so they don't get the first down, right? You just kind of you you got to just slip into the night, right? <laughs> no one really <laughs> pay that like ah like like honestly like that's how it happens. But um, in, in in that situation, I mean it's all it's all eyes on Jake, um, and it's and so that's that's a lot of pressure. Um, but the team, yeah, everyone loves Jake, and and no one it's not like anyone's held it against him or has been bitter. It's just been yeah, hey. But, Won the game. Yeah, honestly, like, we won the game. It's not a big deal. You took your snaps. We all took our snaps. And as a, as a team, as a team, we won the game. Um, and so, no, no one, no one's blaming. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing like that there. Um, honestly, yeah, without Jake, we wouldn't have been in the position to win the game. You know what I mean? Sure. And so, yeah, it's, it's – yeah, Jake, he's he's a veteran and and like and like, you know, like he put out it's for him it really is on to the next kick, on to the next game. Um yeah, he's he's a pro, so he just, you know, he moved on and and you know, is absolutely nailing field goals in practice this week. It's like no no problem. So, yeah, it's it's been good. This week BYU and Oregon kickoff at 1:30. Uh extended pregame on KSL News Radio begins at 10 a.m. I'll come to you live. From Eugene, and uh, it's going to be a big one as we wrap this thing up, Tyler. The the in, maybe not necessarily keys, but just the uh, the feeling of what's going to take to pull out a victory in Oregon. Because I, I know that the players and the team doesn't want to look ahead, but you get this one. There's going to be a lot of talk about this BYU team. So this this is a big game. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I yeah, I think we were in a very similar position last year as well. As you know, we had a couple we had a couple tough. Uh, opening games, I think for us, when it comes to this weekend, we just we just got to go play. I may, maybe it sounds done. I, I'm, I hope I'm not boring everyone. Maybe I'm just saying the same things over and over again. You can. I'm, you're a BYU I'm football sorry. player. You can say anything, and they'll be like, "That is the greatest bit of news um, I ever heard." I can say, "Hey, they just got to come out and play BYU football." They say, "Mitch, just shut your mouth, let a football player say it." But you say it, that slaps a little different. Tyler. All right. Well, uh, th- that's what I'm going to say. That that is exactly what I'm going to say. Is we just have to come out and we just have to play our football. Um, <laughs> that uh, that is that that is the key keys keys to this weekend. 
We got to come out. We got to play fast. We got to play physical. Um, that's BYU football. We just got to come play BYU football, and I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna beat the pants off of them. So. The most pressing question, though, who's better, the Duck or Cosmo? Oh, Cosmo, <laughs> easily. You know, you don't see you don't see the duck doing Cosmo stunts. Uh, no way. I, I haven't seen the duck jump out of an airplane, parachute onto the. No, uh, you're not seeing him do that. You, you saw that. You saw that in fall camp. What were you thinking? Like, like probably like what in the world? I'm seeing my our school mascot jumping out and hella parachuting in. Yeah, it was that was wild, man. Um, our our dunk team, our stunt team, they they go crazy, man. I and I'll throw that out there. I don't know if there's another you know dunk team, stunt team out there that that can that can compete, man. Um, Cosmo and crew are they're top notch. So yeah, definitely taking dev, definitely taking Cosmo over over the duck. Do you ever uh in those like timeouts the the, the Costa Vita Cosmo stunt? Do you ever like in the huddle? Look over there and go, oh my gosh, he's doing that this week. Like, if it's an Idaho State game, no offense, it's Idaho State, but those moments where you're like, hey, whoa, like Cosmo's doing that, like this guy's nuts. Hey, there, you know, there's always there's always some downtime, right? You're sitting up, you're just sitting on the bench, looking up at the board, TV timeout. They're like, oh, he's backflipping through a, a fire, or he's they're throwing him like thirty, like this pad, like last week, they're throwing him like thirty feet in the air off this platform, and he's double backflipping, like. Yeah, dude, they they do some crazy stuff. So yeah, it definitely catches my eye. Duck's pretty funny, but uh, Cosmo definitely the, yeah. the number one Absolutely. mascot without fail. And uh, Tyler, I, I feel like uh, this has been the number one podcast. It feels like each week. It's been awesome each and every week talking to you, uh, getting the latest on BYU football and you. So uh, speedy, uh, hopefully a day to day, and uh, wish you a quick recovery so you can get uh, you know get ready full strength because I know anyone's going to have nicks and bruises throughout the season. So. Uh, keep on with the speedy recovery there. And again, BYU and Oregon coming up 1.30 kick this Saturday. And you can listen to it on KSL News Radio and watch on Fox. And we will be back next week, myself and Tyler Batty, here on the Cougar Tracks podcast. And it's always powered by kslsports.com. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.